When I interviewed at Salesforce, one of my interviewers asked me what kind of a job, if any, I'd had in high school. I let him know that I worked at a hardware store for a few years. So if you were in the market for a circular sander, I might surprise you in how helpful I can be. He said, good. I don't hire someone who hasn't worked in retail or bartended or done some sort of a customer service role where you have to be on all the time. Because that's how it is around here, he continued. Every time you see an email or are sitting in a meeting, you need to treat it as if the customer is on that carbon copy line, as if they're sitting at that table next to you. It was a question that caught me off guard, clearly, because I still remember it five-ish years later, in how all of a sudden my new work life and my new work world was about to feel very small and very personal. You see, I came into Salesforce when we had just over 13,000 employees from a company with roughly 75,000 employees. In a universe that big, it can be kind of kind of easy to lose sight of the fact that there is a real-life person at the end of it all, depending on your efforts, your capabilities, and your general attitude towards the day. Yet, even as Salesforce has grown to about 30,000 employees, which I know doesn't exactly compare to my former 75,000-person universe, but Still, it's noticeably bigger than when I first joined Arahana. I really feel that same sense of accountability. And I've come to realize that this is less of a function of size and more of a function of culture. If you have a culture that looks at every employee engagement as a customer engagement, emails, meetings, etc., you will inherently stay more connected to the individual at the heart of the mission. Because, as we all know, the employee experience often becomes the customer experience. I'm here today to talk about the way one of America's most iconic brands is delivering a better customer experience by strengthening that employee experience that sits behind it all. Thanks for tuning in to Our Digital Nation. Our Digital Nation is brought to you by the FedRep approved Salesforce Government Cloud. Give leadership, management, and employees the mobile, self-service, analytical tools they need to connect data, process, and people. Create a digital platform that puts the customer at the heart of the mission. Dreamforce is our annual four-day user conference held in our hometown of San Francisco. Following the big week, we pack up the event into a one-day show and take it on the road in something we call the Salesforce World Tour. And we recently stopped in D.C., while we were in town, I got a chance to sit down with Ram Nakanti and Ram Visvanthan, or Ram N and Ram V, as they tend to go by around the office. Ram N is a senior director of digital strategy and transformation at Amtrak. Our primary goal is to ensure that we run a, a safe and an efficient railroad while ensuring that we, have, uh, we deliver a, a superior customer experience. And Ram V is a chief technology architect at Amtrak. We are a for-profit company, and, and we are there to make revenue. Mm-hmm. But we also have a special mandate in charge of Congress, right? And we have a fiduciary responsibility for the taxpayers' money, too. So the way we have to deal with our technological solutions, the way we design our solutions, and the way we work with that, we sort of have to put both these hats together at the same time. They have been key players in delivering on several of Amtrak's latest IT initiatives, one of which is the productivity workspace an employee-enablement platform that, one, houses many of the mobile apps Amtrak has built to support a number of mission-critical operations, two, serves up information in a daily newsfeed-like view, tailored to fit a given job function or role, think, 
open tickets, departure updates, etc. And three, keeps Amtrak's dispersed employee base up to date on relevant news and information with something they call the CEO Corner, a portal that notifies folks when leadership posts a new bulletin or an announcement and allows everyone to ask questions in return. It's a unique approach to standardizing the many tools and processes a large organization might use to deliver on its mission. In my time with them, Ram N and Ron V shared a behind-the-scenes look at the strategy around Amtrak's productivity workspace. They talked about things like how it transformed the employee experience, its impact on the resulting customer experience, and the best practices they learned throughout. It's Amtrak's vision come to life. And I do apologize in advance for the background noise. It was recorded live at our World Tour event. Enjoy! Well, why don't we go ahead and start with your guys' mission? Delivering inner-city transportation with superior safety, customer service, and financial excellence. How does that translate into objectives for the IT team? We really want to fundamentally redefine the customer experience using the cloud-first, mobile-first policy. Then we are further looking into the employee experience as well. How do we really connect our workforce in meaningful ways so that they can deliver the same digital experience to the customers which ride the trips. It is two facets of digital transformation, the employee transformation and the customer transformation, right, in terms of their experience. 30 million riders take the Amtrak train annually, and so our goal is to ensure that the experience of taking an Amtrak train right from the booking to traveling in the train to getting off the train is, is memorable, right? So we've been in the business of redefining this customer experience and the employee experience. The idea of doing transformation first started from the customer side. So we had already looked at how we needed to transform our our entire reservation booking process. And we had looked at a whole slew of technologies that sort of fell into that space. A lot of focus was essentially to look at our internal transformation, right? And we called it application rationalization. The idea was to essentially consolidate our pool of 400-odd applications into a much more rational set of applications. As we started looking at the strategy for looking at these applications, our initial goal was to essentially rationalize them so that we can simplify the business process, reduce the total cost of ownership, and then kind of provide a singular, homogenous customer experience for all that work. But then you start looking at that stuff, and you, you realize that there's a lot more to it. There's a lot sort of a higher order purpose to this. So the connected workforce kind of grew out of that that whole cycle. Mm-hmm. And a cloud like Salesforce is perfect for this kind of work we're trying to do, right? And then and we do have other cloud works we do, like, you know, we work with Amazon, we look a lot of other things. Yeah. But from a connected workforce experience perspective, experience is the number one and the most critical piece that we want to have, right? And the experience Salesforce provides, it ties together different aspects of them and it provides a lot of ready-made tools and lighting and other things. It is ready-made for the, the kind of experience we're looking at. And so as we build these individual applications, and a lot of them are these enterprise business applications, we are making sure that we're building them in such a, in such a manner that they all sort of work together. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of a scaffolding and a framework around them that makes them all seamless, right? And from a customer perspective, it makes it more productive. And the experience is seamless, and, and, and it's basically mobile anytime and any place, right? Mm-hmm. So the connected workforce idea sort of grew out of the application rationalization work. But it's kind of grown into its own now. It's, it's, it's much larger than simply building a bunch of applications or moving applications from a data center to Salesforce. Yeah. The idea is like it's, it's a lot more richer and a lot more deeper than that. How do you see this productivity workspace in light of that larger strategy? 
So the connected workforce is sort of the, the larger umbrella program we talk about, and it's got three main pieces, right? So, so the top one, and you, you can think of it as three dimensions of work that an employee has to do. So at the, at the highest level, it's kind of your corporate communications, your corporate level vision strategy, and then how you sort of work with the company itself, and that's kind of your internet, right? And then you sort of have a department level productivity work where you have your tools and your teams and how you interact with them and, and sort of the day-to-day -day collaboration communication. And kind of at the lowest level, it's, it's, it's your personal branding. Right? So it's, it's, yeah. it's your site. It's, you can think of it as your LinkedIn page. Right? You know, my, my, <laughs> I like that My analogy. skills, my certifications, I can see all that stuff. So I think the way we look at it is it's, it's these three pieces kind of fit together like a Russian doll. Right, so you sort of have these three pieces together, and they all are seamless. And the, the way we are looking at it, I mean, you're not going to actually see three different sites. It's kind of seamlessly tied to each other. But the design and architecture, we kind of look at them as three disparate and interconnected pieces of activity that, that an employee has to do every day within the company. So that's kind of the overall vision for for what we're trying to do there. The internet is really a social internet. I mean, in, in this is 2018, right? And, and it's really driven through collaboration, through communication, through departmental microsites. You can set your groups and your agenda. You can sort of discuss that. It's, it's push and play. It's publish anytime. And so that's sort of the social internet piece of it. The employee productivity workspace, I think personally it's, it's the most interesting piece for me because it's <laughs> kind of the most complex piece there. And what it does is it provides a single point of view for all the work that you have to do every day, right? And not necessarily just the application we're building on Salesforce. So I'll give an example. So we went live with our new tools for expense reporting for a learning platform and a couple other things just last week, right, two weeks ago. And they're not on Salesforce. But Salesforce is the entry point for you, so you can go and you can click on it, you can go and you can do your expense reporting, you can create your travel plans, you can do your PTO there, uh, you might get an alert saying that you, know, you need to submit your reports, things like that. So it's kind of your, your single pane to have all your day-to-day your -day productivity activities happening at the same point, so you don't have to go to six different places to sort of find out what you need to do every day. And okay. that's why I think it's going to be the most critical and the most productivity-enhancing piece for the whole internet there. It's not simply going from paper to a tool, but it's like creating sort of this connected ecosystem. Ram V said something especially interesting in that clip. I believe his direct quote was, the internet is really a social internet. It's really driven through collaboration, through communication, through departmental microsites. I point this out because while researching a different episode that I'm slated to launch here in a couple of weeks, I came across the 2018 edition of Deloitte's Human Capital Trends Report. This is an annual study done that looks at the HR trends across all major industries, public sector included, worldwide. This year's report was all about the social enterprise, a term Deloitte defined as an organization whose mission combines revenue growth and profit making with the need to respect and support its environment and stakeholder network. In this year's report, Deloitte found that, I quote here, organizations are no longer assessed based on only traditional metrics, such as financial performance or even the quality of their products or services. Rather, organizations today are increasingly judged on the basis of their relationships with their workers, their customers, and their communities, as well as their impact on society at large transforming them from business enterprises into social enterprises. 
When Ram and Ram describe an intranet that is built to foster communications between teams, what they're describing is a platform strategy that is turning Amtrak into one of these social enterprises Deloitte defined. Think about it like a watering hole. It starts with departmental portals or applications that are designed to center individual processes around deep business insights. Portals like the CEO corner that you're hearing a little bit about in this episode, or applications like the Tops app, which we don't cover in this episode, but you can certainly learn more about it. Just visit sfdc.co forward slash Amtrak transformation. These insights are then pooled together and made available to more people via the productivity workspace, giving teams a gathering point that is grounded in best practices. It's a community-oriented approach to IT that empowers each and every employee at Amtrak with the data and insights they need to do their job better, smarter, faster. For the first time, we were able to really connect 24,000 Amtrak employees, right? And Salesforce was a great connecting platform, right? It is a great enabler. Using the community cloud, that's what we've kind of leveraged to connect all these employees, right? Most of our Amtrak employees are on the train. 16,000 of them had no access to the Amtrak intranet. Yeah. Right? And for the first time, with the connector workforce effort, we were able to bring all of them into a common platform and collaborate in meaningful ways, right? So this is a huge accomplishment. It's a huge leap for Amtrak. I think this unifying effect the platform had across all the legacy business applications of Amtrak, right? This has been huge, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely able to bring a lot of operational efficiencies to the employees because they're able to really leverage some of the business applications right from the Salesforce portal, quickly approve invoices or do their daily tasks very quickly so that they don't have to go navigating around the intranet to really find stuff, right? So it's so you're bringing the functionality right into their homepage so that they could be much more productive in their day-to-day operations, right? Through the app rationalization program, we were able to rationalize many of these applications into a lower number, right? Uh, for example, a 50 application footprint went down to four or five applications. Because if you look at it, most of these applications had duplicative functionality and we were able to consolidate and rationalize it. That was a huge savings. And then the second set of savings came from the business process optimization. We currently had several applications which are being maintained by employees which were pretty manual in their nature and was very little process automation. So that actually also helped in the cost savings with uh, cost savings effort. And the third thing was we had disaster recovery and redundancy built in into most of our systems in a heterogeneous manner. Now we were able to standardize it and build it once on the Salesforce platform. And so, so the, that also actually helped in consolidate some of the costs. We're also we're able to get down the server workloads on different applications and move that to the platform. That also helped in the cost savings. And the other thing was around common functionality, right? You build it once, reuse it everywhere. So Ram actually alluded to the FRA reporting we need to do, right? We had about, what, 40 applications just doing FRA reporting, right, in, in some form or fashion. Now we, we, we do FRA reporting once on the platform, and every application leverages it. Uh, it's been a huge cost saver for us in terms of the total cost of ownership. The productivity is incremental, right? And the, the best thing about Salesforce is the ease of personalization, right? As we go along, you're able to quickly personalize the content and the needs of the individual employee, right? And so, so it's been a great accelerator 
to really personalize the the experience of the employee. So that's been a huge win for Amtrak. One of the critical pieces from employee's perspective and Amtrak from day to day perspective is there are lots of ports, right? I mean, you know, one part of us is that you know we have uh, regulatory <laughs> bodies like FRA and OIG and things like that, and there's sure. a lot of reporting. And reporting takes a pretty significant portion of many employees, especially the, the back office employees, right? Their work <laughs> schedule. I could only imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And, and to give you one example, there was just one specific team, and it, it used to take them about three to five days to complete a set of reports at the end of the month. And so they, they literally had to like carve out three days for one employee to sort of finish that whole process before they got it out. When we had finished building this application, there was no timeline. I mean, the report just came out, right? And we just built those dashboards on top of it, and you know, it just came out every day, especially as part of the, the daily work. And they couldn't just believe that. I mean, it just transformed them completely, the, the mm-hmm. way they thought about it, right? I think they're just an example. And, and I, I don't think they've seen the true power of this yet. Uh, so we just moved from... We released our first version of internet, as, as, as Ram was telling you earlier, right? Yeah. And for the first time, we also have mobile access to all our employees, all 24,000 of them. That's so huge. They, they're able to log in from any anytime, any place at this point, right? And, so, and that's if they are desk employees, yes. union labor? Yes, it doesn't matter. So anyone, awesome. anywhere, right, from home, from a train. Mm-hmm. And, and the true effect of that... You know, we'll start seeing the next few months specifically, right? As, as, as we start as we start going through this through the cycle of uh, of putting our internet out. Now, when you try to connect the agent, the employees who are sort of customer-facing employees, and the field service employees, right? The, the people, the station agents, the people on the trains, the training, the onboard services. Yeah. Those kind of employees, those are part of our next set of applications. So as we're building out the applications for notification, for station agent consolidation, things like that. They're going to start seeing these benefits the next few months, right? And so simple things like being able to, like, reading up a manual, if you're, if you're a conductor on a train, to be mm-hmm. able to see context-based, you know, information as to what you need to do at that specific point. Or if you're if you're part of an operations crew, to be able to precisely tell the train is, like, 15 minutes away and being able to see that. So every one of these things is, is going It's a difference between two hours... To like two minutes, right? It's a, it's a big difference from the productivity perspective, and you're going to see a I lot bet. of that in the next six months. The history of Amtrak has been in seventies, right? We we built our first reservation system, right? It's on the mainframe, and then our history has been traditionally to build uh, systems that are transactional and operational, and uh, both the customer and employee were really missing in the when these systems were designed, right? It was just to support train operations. So now I think we're, we're really looking at it at a fresh perspective, right? To really look at how do we really put the customer at the center of the ecosystem? How do we put an employee who enables the customer, right? So if I'm on the train and uh, I'm supporting a customer for ordering a, a hamburger, how do I make it faster, efficient, and better, right? And how do I really realize the cloud capabilities on Salesforce to ensure that I can pre-order a meal maybe or whatever, right? So we are looking at all of the stuff. So it's going to be fundamentally transforming how the customer that the Amtrak riders receive on Amtrak. What are, let's say, three best practices from each of you as you think back on this work? So I, w- I would definitely say have an end goal in sight. 
right? And the strengths of a cloud platform like Salesforce, actually also its weakness, it's really easy to, to, to throw things on the platform <laughs> and it's really easy to throw crap on the platform. So I think really have an end goal in sight and sort of plan for that, right? Okay. Uh, if you're trying to move things there, think of them from a business process simplification perspective, think of it from a total cost of ownership perspective, think of it from a collected experience perspective. Right? So make sure that they all work together. Moving from a legacy platform to the cloud, one of the challenges you're going to have is that the way you run your, your data centers is very different, right? So especially from a costing perspective. So a lot of times the costs are averaged out across the data center, and, and that's easy from, a, from an accounting perspective. Most companies, it's kind of peanut buttered. So you need to have a really clear strategy on, on how to group and move these applications into the cloud. Otherwise, you're actually going to see an increase in per application cost within your data center, at least initially, right? So it's really critical to make sure that as you're moving them, because databases might be tied together or applications might be sharing server and compute and things like that. So it's, it's, it's not that easy to lift and shift if you're just looking at purely from a cost perspective. So you really need to plan your portfolio. You need to really look at what the groupings are and, and what needs to move. And, and I think that, that would be a very critical planning exercise you need to do before you start doing the rationalization. So we actually had a, a detailed cost savings, operational savings strategy, right? I mean, this was a six-month effort. We really looked at every application, every business process, and to what Ram just said, right? and came up with a strategy, right, which actually defines most of our efforts today. So that's a critical aspect of uh, embarking on the Salesforce journey or, or any cloud-based journey. The third one, I would say, is like be patient. This is, this is definitely going to take <laughs> two to three years, a few iterations, a few hits and misses along the way. So a lot of patience. But plan and design, and uh, that's me wearing my architect's hat, but plan and design, definitely. <laughs> plan, design, patience. Yes. <laughs> okay, Ram, how about you? Yeah, from my perspective, right, it is um, it's like Amtrak, like every legacy organization, has this huge digital dilemma, right? We have a lot of investment into legacy systems. Mm -hmm. And we are, on one hand, transforming the way we do business, right? So how do you keep the lights on and how do you continue to transform, right? So solve the digital dilemma in an intelligent way mm -hmm. so that you can continue to maintain, keep the lights on with your existing applications, but incrementally transform the way you do your business, right? So, so balancing both is an important aspect, right? Okay. So you can't quickly move the needle from the left to the right, right, as mm -hmm. we expect, right? So it is, uh, to Ram's point, it is a long process. Be cognizant that you have to balance your transformation ambitions with keeping the lights on and incrementally transform. The, the other best practice is we have... A, a lot of good knowledge and uh, institutional knowledge within our legacy systems, so which is not a throwaway investment for us, right? I think we we really want to build around it instead sure. of so so that's the thing we are doing, right? So that's where MuleSoft comes in, which I think Salesforce recently purchased. We actually were using MuleSoft to really connect into the legacy systems, and then use Salesforce as a a layer of interaction. Okay. So just make sure that that you don't throw away the, the, the good stuff which is already existing in your legacy systems. For example, our mainframes are still very, very efficient in terms of reservations. So we're exposing them as services which can be consumed by MuleSoft and then Salesforce is able to consume those services in a meaningful manner to support some of the customer journeys and the users. So, so important is just definitely leverage your legacy assets 
okay. and build around them and expose the expose them as services through your integration cloud or through the MuleSoft platform. Mm-hmm. The third thing is around org change management, right? Such a shift, it's a paradigm shift, right? The way pe- the customers think, the way your employees think. So it is going to involve a lot of change management. So <laughs> and you would definitely need advocates from all aspects of your organization, right? So we went from Salesforce is just a CRM tool. What can you really do, right? I mean, we had business partners literally say, hey, we're not doing CRM here, right? Let's move on. Let's look at other solutions. So it requires a mind shift in terms of the org change management, right? So definitely have a good strategy for, for handling the organizational change management. If you want to learn more about some of the custom applications Amtrak built, walk through a self-service demo of the productivity workspace, or even read up on more of the connected workforce vision, visit sfdc.co forward slash Amtrak transformation. That's sfdc.co forward slash Amtrak transformation. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Our Digital Nation. To learn more about the trends and technology behind the discussion, visit us at salesforce.com forward slash industries forward slash government or follow us on Twitter at salesforce.gov.